Sponsored by Just Eat. Woo! Tap into Ireland's leading food ordering app. Just Eat. Find your flavour. On McDermott on 2FM. With Transport for Ireland. Plan your journey door to door with our free TFI Journey Planner app. All right, welcome back. We are joined on the line by the star of Mock the Week, live at the Apollo, and Cracker Jack Craig Ferguson said he was one of the funniest comedians on the world. In the world, he's coming to Vicker Street uh, live on the seventeenth of May into the pun set. It's his final ever comedy tour. He is Stuart Francis, and he's on the line now. Stuart, your final ever tour. I hope it's not an account of uh, of some tragedy or terrible thing. No, uh, it's for a whole bunch of reasons. All of them good. Uh, essentially, a, a perfect guest knows when to leave. My last show is going to be December seventh at the Hammersmith Apollo, and that will be the last time I ever do stand-up comedy. And it'll, it'll mark almost to the day 30 years of when I started. And on that note, the, the late, great Terry Wogan, I'm paraphrasing slightly, but he said, there's never a right time to leave something you love, but there might be, a, is it something like too long to stay? You might stay too long. Something yeah, like that. I made a exactly, balls of it, Stuart. Exactly. I, I think he said it better than you, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. I, <laughs> but that's, that's the gist of it. Uh, you, you don't want to overstay your welcome. This tour is my fourth tour. I believe it's my best tour. I love that because I'm going out on a high at the, you know, the top of my game. And now in terms of your style of comedy, yep. into the pun set, king of the puns, all this stuff, is it harder to graft a show, create a show from nothing when you're relying on intrinsically clever wordplay rather than just your take on world events where a lot of the donkey work is done for you and you just have to inflect some humour? Yes. Exactly. It's more bang for your buck. My style of comedy is a whole bunch of one-liners. There's some texture there to just change it up a bit, but it's more difficult to write because I have to write more jokes, but it's, it's just the way my brain works, so it's kind of easy in that sense. Who of your contemporaries do you ad- admire? Have you met in person? Have you been disappointed by or enamored by? Never meet your heroes. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. I didn't, like, I didn't like the cut of his jib. I met him once. Uh, it, it, and then I Googled him and I thought, oh, I can see why uh, I didn't like him. Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, everyone's been a joy. Oh, it's funny, actually. We only played a clip of Seinfeld. There's, I don't know if there's a, there's a pop singer by the name of Kesha, and we played a very awkward interaction where she met him, she idolised him, she bumped into him on a red carpet. She said, oh, my God, Seinfeld, can I give you a hug? I love you. He's like, no. Yeah, I kind of, I, even though I'm not a big fan of his, uh, personally, professionally, I'm a fan, but uh, I saw that clip, and even though I wasn't liking him as a human being, I, I kind of f- felt that he did the right thing there. You can't just impose yourself on someone just because it's a girl doing it to a man. I thought that was selfish of her to make that request while the cameras were rolling. Oh, interesting. There, I said it. Me and Keisha. It's it's on, Keisha. (laughs) Well, it's pronounced Kesha, so maybe you're... Uh, you're... I'm just saying, I'm mispronouncing it to piss her off. Okay, okay. Lowly me, not picking that up. (laughs) So so what was it about Seinfeld that that didn't float your boat? I, I shared the stage with him one night at the comedy store. He was just about to go on stage, and I said, knock him dead. And he turned into Seinfeld, and he said to his, his, his entourage, who says knock him dead anymore? Who says that? It's like, oh, my goodness. So I, then, I, then I said, okay. And uh, then I said, I, I said something that was really quite nasty as he opened the door to go on the stage, and he steps on stage. And I, I love those moments when superstars step on stage, especially in a smaller club. It's, it's just phenomenal. I love that. So anyway, I enjoyed that moment. And then he kicks into, what's the deal with roundabouts? And I thought, okay, I've heard enough. And I went backstage. But yeah, <laughs> just didn't like the cut of his jib. He's just, I, I get the fact that he doesn't know who I am from Adam. But all I was doing is wishing him well going on stage. 
but apparently I used an archaic uh, uh, a term that uh, ruffled his feathers. Do you know what? It's interesting. There's, there's, uh, I won't name him, actually. There's an Irish comedian who I would admire a lot for his work, and he was rude one time to my dad, and I've never liked him since that. That's how we roll. Uh, y- your dad is probably a lovely man and, and probably didn't deserve that kind, of, uh, that kind of attitude or whatever came his way, so good for you. Yeah, and I, well, okay. Now that you're retiring and you're giving opinions on things, yeah. What about what do you think about the the Louis C.K. scenario in terms of are you allowed to do bad things and then go back to the platform? Like if you're a plumber and you do something terrible uh, and you maybe apologize, whatever. Maybe you can go back to plumbing. But fame, it has a level of privilege that goes with it. There's a level of power that goes with it that doesn't accompany the layperson's job. And yet, if we can't rehabilitate people in society what the hell is the point of anything yeah so w- I, i'm a bit on both of that you know because he, he's done his time as it were his career's taken a huge knock but i believe the man's entitled to make a living and that's all he knows to do he's not going to go back to the warehouse or wh- whatever his, his earlier jobs were so i kind of feel that so I, I but i can go both ways if you do that if you it, it's karma it's come back on you so but in his instance I don't think he's done enough bad things to warrant him to have a lifetime ban from being a comedian. So it's, uh, I, I kind of go both ways on that, but I'm always uh, sympathetic to the victims. So I have to be sensitive to their needs and wants too. So it's, 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 it's a tricky one. My big thing is I, th- I don't think his apology was sincere enough, like a qualified apology. We'll yeah, uh, you need to let the world know that I recognize what I did was wrong. I'd like to move on if you'll allow me to. And hopefully, hopefully I'd be forgiven. And that, like I say, if, if, if you can't be forgiven for your acts after offering sincere apologies, then what is the point of humanity? Exactly. Uh, now, uh, you are playing Vicar Street for your final ever time on the 17th of May. Um, obviously, you're not going to give us spoilers for this show. But is there some kind of all-time favorites you have that you could try, well, try out? It's like, it's like, which is my favorite child? Uh, which, by the way, is Karen. I like her more than the other kids. But um, uh, one of my all-time favorites would be, you know, so I was standing in the park today wondering, why does a Frisbee appear larger the closer it gets? And then it hit me. <laughs> there you go. There's a classic Vintage Francis coming at you. <laughs> yeah, but it's great. <laughs> hey, Stuart Francis, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. And I'll be well, there. I'm going to be there in Vicar Street, so I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll try not heckle and get destroyed. No, I hope to do well. I, ho- I hope to knock them dead. A pleasure, Stuart. Thanks a million. Cheers, pal. Much obliged. I love you so much. Oh, thanks. Can I give you a hug? No, thanks. Please? No, thanks. A little one. Yeah, no, thanks. Oh. <laughs> that was a nice moment. I don't know who that was. Yeah, it was Kesha. Okay. Do it. This is 2FM.